and welcome to episode 445 of Wards Daily's Water Cooler Podcast. I'm your host, Clarence Moy, and this week I am joined by the entirety of Team ADTV. So team, let's go around the cooler and tell the listeners who you are and where they can find you on the internet. And Ben, you're first on my list, so we'll start with you. Hi, Ben Morris. Uh, I'm on Twitter at head underscore wizard, but never use it. So basically just look for me at Awards Daily. Jalal? Hi, my name is Jalal Haddad, and you can find me on Twitter at beloved actress Jerry Ryan. (laughs) Shadon? Hi, I'm Shadon Larky, and you can find me on Twitter at Shadon Larky. Joey? Hi, I'm Joey Moser. You can find me on Twitter at JoeyMoser83, and I wish I would have had that handle. (laughs) (laughs) Megan? Hi, I'm Megan McLaughlin. You can find me on Twitter at HeyDudeMeg. And last but not least, David. I'm David Phillips, and you can find me uh, on Twitter at BrotherJulius83. Excellent. And again, I'm Clarence Moy. You can find me on Twitter at Clarence Moy. Hey, guys. How are all of you? Good. How are you? Horrible. No, I'm kidding. Uh, I'm good. I'm good. It was weird. Uh, we're here to talk about the Emmys, of course, which is what we, this is our sort of our annual podcast where we bring the team together to talk, to react to the, um, the Emmy awards. And it's so, you know, it's just, it, I still can't get over the fact that we're having Emmy awards in January and, and it, looking at the ratings for last night's, uh, telecast, I think, um, pretty much the entirety of the world thought the same. I don't know if anybody saw that. I saw that the ratings were bad, yeah, but I, good. But it was such a good it was such a good ceremony. I really enjoyed it, and um, I loved that it was such a celebration of television. And uh, so I don't know. The Emmys are never actually that. You know, I don't think people love them as much as other award shows, but I do. <laughs> did people well, know was... they were happening? Sorry, what was that, Joel? Or did people know they were even happening? Was my question when I saw the ratings news. I, I mean, anecdotally, I had a lot of people mention, um, oh, I didn't know that they were happening just in my my own non-awards daily world. Um, mm-hmm. So I, you know, I my guess is no. And, and I guess that, you know, it's it's so far after. I mean, we, we've all talked about this scenario where the bear was winning Emmys for season one when it won Golden Globes for season two all in the same week. And I think people just kind of didn't care. <laughs> they were just confused forgot about it i don't know it, it's it's bizarre it's really bizarre well if you think about it apparently there were only three shows that ran <laughs> last yeah. year so like that might i think the lack of suspense might not have helped either that is definitely something we're going to be diving into but um i want to start with you megan um you talked about that you really liked the show what what was it that you liked the most about it I really liked the the TV, like the kind of, I call it TV sets, which is, that sounds like the, their actual television sets, but like the sets from your favorite television shows being there. I liked the cheers. I mean, some of them weren't done very well. Like the Sopranos one with just two people was weird, but like the cheers one was fun. The Ally McBeal one was fun. I just thought it was a really fun celebration of, of past shows, especially for the 75th anniversary. I thought it was a nice way to, even though there are some awkward transitions, like when they talked about, like, um, they're like, where were you when JR was shot? And 9-11, like stuff like that was kind of weird, <laughs> but <laughs> but I liked it. 
Shadan. Yeah, I was going to say, I completely agree with Megan. I loved the, like, I don't know, the celebrations. The And I wondered, I wondered about this because I feel like maybe they decided to do this a little bit last minute. And I felt like some of it was a bit thrown together. Like maybe if they had more time, some of the dialogue could have been like planned out more. Like some of it felt kind of clunky, but I thought it was a really good, like I loved all the, um, the like throwbacks and like the little cast reunions. And then <laughs> I thought the musical, like they had like the different theme, like iconic theme songs playing throughout the night. And I thought the show like moved really well. Like it didn't feel very long. Um, the speeches didn't really drag on. There was like a bit too much Anthony Anderson for me. Like I was like, he's a bit too involved in this telecast, but uh, I really enjoy, I think overall is one of the best produced award shows that I've seen in quite some time personally. Yeah, I would agree. Uh, the only thing that I, 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 I agree with both of what you said. Um, it, it was extraordinarily, extraordinarily well produced. I love the look back at television shows across history. I just wish that maybe they'd have tied it a bit more into the 75th because you know, I kind of had to constantly remind myself, hey, why are they doing this? Oh, that's right. It's because it's a big anniversary year for the Emmy, so it kind of makes sense. Um, but maybe that's just me. Maybe that's just me being stupid. Uh, ben, you have your hand raised. Yeah. Um, I was a little more mixed on the whole thing. I mean, the, the moments were okay, but it, it seemed like a lot of the bits and some of like the I Love Lucy homage just seemed like a huge waste of time. I don't know what they were doing with that. But then you got the weekend update, which I'm like, if it kind of just more reinforced, okay, why aren't Tina Fey and Amy Poehler just hosting this from the desk? I, I'd be okay for that for the rest of the ceremony. Yeah, I kind of agree with you, Shadon. Oh, sorry. I just agree with you, Shadon. I, I didn't think Anthony Anderson added that much to a lot of what was going on. And I don't know what everyone else thought, but I didn't care so much for the mother being the play him off thing, except when John Oliver uh, played into it. That that was what made that funny for me. Yeah, just very quickly, Joey, I see you have your hand raised, but just very quickly, I wanted to say I I, I do think that people were sort of intimidated by having a presence there right in front of the microphone to say, Hey, you you know, wrap up your speech. Um, and I, my guess is that the reason that, that I love Lucy segment went on a bit long is I think they were, they were filling time. Um, that, that was my, that was my take on it. Cause they, they were burning through those categories left and right. Megan, I, I saw you tweet something about that, how quickly they were going. Um, yeah, I, I was just going to say that I felt like they could have, they could have ended it at 10. Yeah, something close to that. Uh, Joey, you have your hand raised. Um, I was just going to say, I actually thought Anthony Anderson was, I thought he was there enough, but not there too much. I think it's that's so funny that you, that Ben and Shadon uh, maybe didn't care for him as much. I'm not, I'm, I think Anthony Anderson just generally as an entertainer is fine, but I, I did not think that he lingered too much. But, and I thought, I thought his mother being that was hilarious. So I mean, uh, yeah, that's fine. She wants to. She wants to keep doing that. Go to a war show. To a war show. I give my stamp of approval. They'll never pull something like that at the Oscars, though. Hell no. Sorry, I don't want to raise my hand again. Jesus. <laughs> um, say, well, if they were going too long, then they could have let people talk more instead. I'll just throw that in. Sure. Um, so let's go around and list what were your, uh, 
favorite moments of the night? Whoever wants to jump in. I'll go first. Oh, go ahead, Jalal. I'll go first because I've been waiting 32 years for this. (laughs) Macy Nash is finally an Emmy winner for acting. And and gave the best speech of the night, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And had the best dress. And had the best dress. Oh, she looks so pretty. I have always said this. Macy Nash is our generation's Lucille Ball. I think there is no one out there that does comedy quite like her. And I think that she is a masterful dramatic actress. And it's kind of interesting that, I mean, she has all these comedic roles year after year, um, but she's recognized for the first time in, in drama, which I found kind of funny, but like, I just think there's no one out there that doesn't like her. Yeah. I think she gave the, I think she gave the best speech. And I think, I think, I don't know, maybe the first, um, I don't know. I was just really amped up by all those wins at the beginning. Um, I guess I'm, I'll just jump in. I think I loved Quinta Brunson winning. I thought that was really great. Um, like genuine. Uh, re- she, I don't know. I'm just, you know, Quinta Brunson, she's such a great writer, such a great performer, but she was just so overwhelmed by by stuff. And um, I am glad that that show won something for the second season um, because it was sort of underrepresented uh nominations wise um so i think maybe quinta brunson and then for some reason i thought it was very amusing that paul walter hauser held his emmy upside down i was gonna say quinta brunson too i just wanted to echo that sorry no you took my bitch stole my look Um, and i also love paul walter hauser i i just love him and, and i love his performance can you guys answer a question for me why was he rapping oh i didn't watch i don't care oh god um Where were his fucking shoes? Was he not wearing shoes? No. No, there was a picture of him backstage and he wasn't wearing shoes. He was also chewing something throughout his entire speech. They said it was like a fruit or something. Oh. A fruit? I thought it was chicken. What did you say about me? (laughs) What kind of fruit looks like chicken? Everyone, just go around and let's just see what fruit everyone thinks looks most like chicken. <laughs> um, well, I couldn't tell. I mean, it could be chicken. I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm saying you could totally be right. It was mango slices, which if you look far away, mango slices might look like chicken. I'm sorry. I'm not sure when to respond or not because I didn't have my hand raised. I'm sorry. Um, Shadon, uh, you were going to jump in earlier. Um, that reminds me of that episode of Sex in the City where the guy pulls out of a, a pineapple out of his briefcase or whatever. Um, no, I was going to say my favorite one of the night was Trevor Noah. Um, I don't know if it's controversial or not, but I thought he was fantastic on The Daily Show. And I'm really happy that they mixed up these categories so that John Oliver could beat SNL and Trevor Noah could have an Emmy for the final season of The Daily Show. Um, that was really delightful for me. Uh, and I would just like to say, since we're in the thick of award season, my favorite thing about award shows is when the the announcer does like the like statistics of like this is how many Emmys this person has or nominations versus wins. And it was a really annoying that they like pick and choose which categories to do that for, and sometimes you couldn't hear the announcer. So if some awards, whatever producers listening to this, 
I would like you to announce all of the statistics. But yes, I'm very happy that Trevor Noah got a well-deserved win for the final season of his daily show hosting stint. I agree. I loved the, the, the Trevor Noah one, too. I thought that was a good win. That was a surprise, right? Or were people predicting that? I did not. I went with Colbert. I thought that he yeah, would be too. the heir apparent to Oliver in that category. I think I went John Stewart. Yeah, I think I did too. Ben, you got your hand up. Yeah. Um, so two two moments that really meant a lot to me last night was um Stephen Hughes when especially his speech, which which I actually thought was the best speech of the night, just how he got into his character and how he kind of talked about how he even talked out. He was kind of even talking down to his own character and kind of how he got out of that thing to really get into the mindset I thought was a really emotional moment that really kind of talked about him and his craft and um, Kieran Culkin's win. Cause every time he's won the emotion that's just playing out on his face has just been fantastic. And I've been rooting for him all year to win this thing. So I've been waiting forever to see him win it. And, um, it was really quite great to see him win there. Sort of, um, if I can say going along with that, um, I think it's really kind of uh, fun that uh, that all of the children except for Connor <laughs> won an Emmy. Which I think is really... so on brand. Which is like so like, you know, he's like, well, you don't have the company, but you have an Emmy award, so good for you. Um, I, I I do want to dovetail. My personal favorite win of the night is for Mark Mylod winning um, for his direction. I know a lot of people have talked about that they have overcome that sort of three-episode curse. But for me, I, I tweeted last night, for me, there really was no other selection from from this uh, for direction of of succession from this season. That That episode is this season. Whenever you think about the final season, you think about Connor's wedding. There was just... The, the things that he was doing with the camera and with the actors in that episode, I mean, there just wasn't anything that was better directed that was nominated, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I agree. David, what do you, uh, what was your highlight of, of last night? Well, I was really happy for Nisi Nash, too. And I thought, man, she really must be good because she's not in beef, you know? So that was nice. Uh, and then I, I, I had to smile a little bit when, uh, when cousin won, because I remember I was thinking to myself, do people know that this isn't for forks? Yeah, I know. But I mean, that being said, I was ecstatic cause I, I think he's great, but I also think, you know, it, it, it points to your, your point of a confusion about the bear winning, winning a golden globe for its second season and winning, you know, Emmys for its first season and how weird everything is right now. Well, they did vote in August, so they they voted in the normal window. Um, oh, I know. I meant the viewers. I meant the viewers. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, okay, okay. Yeah, if you're like, you're a, if you're a viewer, you're thinking, well, he was great. I mean, I saw Forks. You know, uh, Forks it, is a season two episode, though, right? Is no, that what you? Right. Mean? Yep, that's my point. But yeah. they voted in August. No, that's, I was asking that, David. Yeah. Sorry, I was confused. But yeah. they voted in August before these award shows happened. But so they voted. I don't even know if those voters knew the difference because they voted while Forks was airing. So right. Really, I was saying, as a viewer, I, I could see how somebody might be confused while they were watching it. That was my mm-hmm. point. And there's there's been a it's been a strategy for a lot of shows. I, I can name Only Murders in the Building and No Glow, 
um, those two have aired their second seasons during the voting window of their first season. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Um, but this, you know, I don't know, people just really, I mean, it's, it just, it seemed to galvanize the love of the bear um, to push it into historic Emmy win territory, which is kind of um, surprising. Megan. I was going to say, it feels kind of like a little time capsule when like, what were we all watching over the summer? Oh, we were watching the bear. We were watching like, it's kind of interesting an interesting little experiment to see like, what were we watching uh, six months ago? as opposed to, well, I guess not six months ago, but like almost, uh, as opposed to what we would do now. It's interesting to me. David. And I also learned to say, fuck it. The bears are comedy, I guess, but it's not. So there. It's not. Season I think two it's a comedy. I'm, I'm pro comedy, pro comedy. Season two is funnier than season one. Doesn't what was funny in season two? Two exactly though I, I don't even remember a joke from that one either <laughs> well i mean like it was funny well i actually found it amusing that there's an episode called forks and there's another episode where john bernthal throws forks at bob odenkirk that's funny but i don't think it's joke you know funny i, I don't no. think it's like it doesn't belong with the other uh, members of the category Um, I, I guess I'm the only one who thinks it does. I, I th- always have thought of it as a comedy, but maybe that's just me. I what's think that interesting to, or sorry, sorry, go I was just going to say, what's interesting to me is like, if they went this crazy for the first season, what are they going to do for the second season? Which is like, I love the first season, but the second season is like miles ahead. So like, I very much think this domination is going to continue because like, this is the era of the bear. Deservedly so, I guess. Well, before we go back to you, Jalal, I mean, because this season is so impacted by the Writers and Screen Actors Guild strike, um, I don't think there's going to be that much competition, to be honest. I mean, there will be, um, Abbott Elementary will be there, of course, but... Only Murders, too. It only Murders as well, season three, but it's they're going to be really scraping to try to fill the um, the vacant slots here in both drama and comedy. Jalal? Um, I don't really have anything to say. I was just going to say before that I mean, there's no less than two drama contenders from this year that were funnier than the bear. So I did see something I don't, and I'm going to paraphrase it badly, but it was like a comedy, a, no, 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 a show one about people having beef and then there's beef with your siblings, but that was funnier than the show where people made beef sandwiches or something like that. I don't know. It's, it, Go and find it on Twitter. It was. It almost works. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm. I, it's, it's my fault. I'm just misrepresenting what was originally tweeted. Um, I'm still laughing. It's okay. <laughs> uh, but I do think w- one thing that we have to talk about is um, the fact that for the third year in a row, I think um, we have domination across the board. Right. So we've got. Like there were five shows that won Emmys last night that weren't either Succession or The Bear or Beef. Um, what do you make of that? Like it just you know, this morning it seemed like people were just waking up and saying, "Hey, did the Television Academy just really watch three shows all year?" Yeah, they did. There you go. No, that's There's... a good question. I was gonna. I do think that they must have just really liked 
Beef, I was surprised. Beef wasn't one of my favorite ones. Oh, sorry. And I didn't even put my hand up, but I just wanted to, since nobody was talking, I just thought I'd jump in. But it is really interesting. I think they just really liked those certain people. There were a lot of figures that came out of these shows, too, that people really liked, like Ali Wong. And, um, you know, I feel like everybody was, like, anxious to reward them. Or, yeah. Yeah, and 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 I see hands up, so I will, I will jump right to you in just a second. But I, I, I agree with that because, I, you know, almost to the point where I'm like, okay, Yes, I understand the need to say, you know, that's too much for succession. It's too much for the bear. It's too much for beef. But individually, would I take an Emmy away from any of them? Probably not. I mean, you know, it's not Sarah Snook's fault that, you know, Kieran Culkin and Matthew McFadden are also winning. I mean, doesn't mean, doesn't, doesn't degrade her win anymore. anymore. Um, Joey, what about you? Um, I mean, I guess we kind of say that about every single, I mean, the biggest examples before the, you know, the Sarah Happy was Schitt's Creek. I had chalked that up to being a pandemic show. And then The Crown, I was like, well, of course The Crown. This is the most talked about show of the season. I didn't even think The Crown was going to do that. Um, but I guess if you think about, um, I feel like out of the three of those, the reason why it sweeps succession makes the most quote unquote sense. But then, um, I, I think maybe the even uh, even Moss Bacharach win that surprised me a little bit just because the field I thought was very competitive. Um, and um, I think if you would have asked me what was going to win based on the voting window of like if the Emmys would have happened at the normal time, I think I probably would have predicted Ted Lasso and I didn't. I, I was sort of all in on the bear. So I don't know if that's. Um, I don't know if it's just like these are people that have insane passion about these three shows or they're just like, eh. or I don't know, maybe it's a combination of that. And it's just like, oh, now we have, we're, I don't know. It's, it's just, I don't know <laughs> how eloquent this is. Okay. Goodbye. <laughs> Shadon. Um, yeah. So I agree. First of all, let me just say throughout this podcast, I agree with what everyone has been saying. I just don't want to keep jumping in and being like, I agree, but I think, um, you're all right. And that's why you guys have been doing this podcast for a very long time. But what I do want to say is, um, it, it is like, as David said, sort of in the beginning, like it is kind of disheartening because it's like there, and I sound like a broken record because I had the same exact point when we did this podcast last year, but it's like, you know, I didn't want to predict, I didn't predict Ebon. I predicted James Marsden because I was like, well, like they have another season of the bear and like, you know, this is the only chance to award James. Like maybe they'll do that. And I sort of understood why maybe people were thinking about voting, like predicting Christina Applegate and Natasha Lyonne. Um, so I don't know. It's just so tough, but like Clarence said, like would I take an Emmy away from anyone who won? No, but I don't know. I feel like, you know, as again, somebody pointed this out on Twitter, but it's like we're in this era of peak TV or whatever you want to call it. But if you look at these wins, like you would think there was only three shows on TV and, and they're three very deserving shows. But it's like, what, you know, what is there? I don't know. Do they make a change? Do they just let this keep going? Like, is there something we could do about this? Like, maybe this is how it should be. Maybe if there is a show as strong as, as Succession, we should just let it let it sweep. Um, I don't know. It's been a really like interesting thing to think about of like, and maybe I think all, maybe all award shows, like as we, as there's like so much going on, like maybe this is just the new norm of like people, maybe people aren't watching things. I don't know. 
Yeah, and and I would never, and Ben, David, and, and Jalala, see your hands are up. We're going to get to you next. And I would never want to go to what other critics groups do, which is to say, basically, have a broadcast Emmys or a streaming Emmys or a cable Emmys. You know, that just that's too much. I mean, <laughs> you know, we it's it's anyway. That's just too much, uh, Ben. Well, one thing else, while they did, you know, kind of go into all these different shows, the bigger thing I noticed is basically all the front runners from earlier in the years just won still. I mean, Jennifer White Lotus was how long ago? And I mean, even Blackbird, I mean, which didn't even get a uh, miniseries nomination, but he was still kind of deemed the front runner just kind of won. So it seems like there was just sort of they had picked who they loved early on among a lot of groups and they just kind of went with it. And in the process, we kind of got these sweeps and, you know, I'm kind of of the, if something really is great and deserving, I'm okay with the sweep. And, you know, if I don't like it as much, well, then I'm not a big fan of the sweep. So that's kind of how it usually ends up for me. Um, but yeah, this kind of, you know, in retrospect, it's almost like, well, this, this really is just, what we kind of expected early on, and we should have just stuck with that instinct and tried not to overthink it. And uh, David? Um, I would just say I, I wasn't actually disheartened. I, I was a little amused um, because of, like, you know, doing the, the running the math on it, six out of seven, six out of seven, five out of seven. Okay. But if I think about it, you know, when I made my top 10 list, I had the bear at number one and success at number two. And I actually at this moment can't remember what I had at number three. So in my mind, those shows were far and away better than even some really good TV that was out there in the past year. So, you know, if, if stuff won, that was that great, I'm okay with it. Um, but David, you know, were I, you just referencing season two though for the bear? No, no, I wasn't. When you I, talked I, about your second, your favorite show. No, 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 I, no, no, no. I know what you, I know what you're getting at. Joel. Oh. I totally do. I totally do. But no, um, no, I love season one. I was, I, sure. I was, over the moon about season one. Oh, you're right. I, I, I'm sorry. You are correct. I am fucking myself up. Yes, I had I had the bears. Oh my god, I had the bear. The season one of the bears number and number two. Season two of the bear number one. I'm, I'm not going to stop talking now. What I will get at is that they were two really really great shows. And I'm um, in the show that I had number one last year didn't didn't get nominated for shit. So it doesn't really matter. So anyway, um, my point being is if. Oh fuck it! I'm stop. I'm not gonna stop. Jill, it's your fault. I'm stopping talking now. I'm done. Bye, guys. It was nice. It was nice to be. You did nothing wrong. I was just curious. No, you, you were right, and I I just realized I was fucking up, and now I'm I'm flustered. I'm going to have to have to have a drink. So there you go. <laughs> um, Jill, you had your hand up. Did you want to add? Oh uh, yeah, I think um, a couple things. I think you guys are being far too nice. Um, you guys keep saying that, like, oh, like, did all these shows win a bunch of awards? But can I argue that some of them didn't deserve it? No, I think we can argue a lot of them didn't deserve it. Um, even Moss Baccarat does not deserve it for season one. Does he deserve it for season two? Yeah. Does he deserve, does it, does he deserve to win next year? Probably. Did he deserve to win this year over James Marsden? Absolutely not. Over Phil Dunster? Absolutely not. Um, and I can make the argue for a lot of argument for a lot of them. I think Ali Wong and Stephen Yoon weren't the only great performances of the year. Dominic Fishback was right there. Um, Evan Moss, Evan Peters probably gave the performance of his career. Um, 
And I think the way there's clear ways to fix it, because this has been a um, experiment with the Television Academy. They got criticized for their membership being too small and insular and uh, primarily older and primarily white. And they did a lot of things in the past couple of years to change that. They um, expanded their membership by thousands of people. They um, included a lot of, they, they did some great things. Like they included younger people and they included more people of color. And we see that in like these really diverse, great winners. But they also took away the blue ribbon panels and they took away ranked choice voting. So what happens when like these thousands of new people come in who just want to join the Emmys, um, but are primarily younger and working more often, so they're much busier. They don't have time to watch TV. So they just kind of vote for their favorites down the line. And they kind of like Ben kind of mentioned like, oh, the early winner favorites from a year ago, the early front runners continue to win. And it's because the I think the internet kind of anointed some of these people early on and they just kind of the Emmy voters rubber stamped it. So I think we kind of have to find a middle ground, whether that be going back to um blue panel voting or maybe make it a mixture of it. Maybe 50% of each of each winner, maybe 50% is the general consensus voting, and then 50% is kind of a blue panel where they actually watch the episodes and they kind of vote, and then you average the two together. And then maybe that solves something. But I think they have to fix it a little bit. I do miss the... Uh... That that even though it wasn't a perfect system, I do miss the tape um, submissions. Mm -hmm. uh, like you know, this is the episode that I am want you to consider for my work in this show. Um, it always caused. I mean, we, there's always that theory that uh, that's how um, that's how uh, Felicity Huffman won for Desperate Housewives is because of the um, Marsha Cross's tape submission actually had really great work for Felicity Huffman in it. Um, but uh, I, I do miss that sort of way of handling things. Um, David, you've got your hand up. Um, only really to just uh, back Charles play on Evan Peters. That was the, if, if I did not believe he was going to win because I felt like the sweeps were coming, but that would have been, if he would have, that would have been the win that would have made me happiest. Yeah. And uh, Ben. Just to kind of counter that, though, I mean, you talk about wanting to, you know, change some things because certain winners, you know, you didn't agree with. I mean, but isn't that also kind of a point of taste? I mean, you guys talked about Evan Peters and, and he was great, but I really did believe Stephen Yu did deserve to win that. And I mean, if I wanted to get into the more negative, but I, I want to get too much, but I'm not a big fan of the bear. So for a lot of the beginning of the show, watching that sweep was actually quite sad for me or depressing. Cause I did think there were a lot of other shows and actors I thought would be better, but I don't know if changing the voting is really the best way of doing that. I, I, I don't see it'd be trying to fix something based on what we individually think might be a better choice. So I, I don't know how that gets into it unless we end up, one of us becomes the king of the Emmys or queen of the Emmys, and we just get to anoint who should win. Well, it's, it has nothing to do with the winners. It has to do with, for the past five years in a row, there's been a clear pattern, which is this year, these three shows were the only shows they watched. 
last year, Ted Lasso was the only show they watched. The year before that, The Crown was the only show they watched. And the year before that, Schitt's Creek was the only show they watched. It hasn't nothing to do with the taste. It has to do with it. There's more than five shows. Well, but if you also think about those shows, they're also very ensemble heavy. And it's easy to, when you fall in love with a show like that, I mean, we, we could also talk to like the voting that, I mean, how many people from the White Lotus got in, you know, in these categories? And does that mean they didn't watch all these other shows? I, I don't think so. I think they just simply fell in love with those these individual shows and were able to just find so many actors they loved in it. And I don't know if I think that's a problem in and of itself. Because, um, I mean, I still wanted uh, Beef to actually uh, take supporting actor, too. I thought it needed more of a sweep in my opinion. So just, just throwing out the counter point there. Um, let's see. I mean, were there any wins? I mean, we kind of already talked about this a little bit, but there were there any wins that people were, you know, particularly disappointed in? I mean, I, again, I don't want to be negative about it because the winners, the winners, and we're not, you know, we're <laughs> armchair quarterbacking here to use a sports analogy, but, uh, you know, I will go and I will say, um, you know, if you wanted to recognize the White Lotus, I and I and, and I love Jennifer Coolidge, but I don't know that that was the best performance from an actress in that season. Um, I personally would have given it to uh, oh, what's her face, Megan uh, uh, Megan uh, Faye. Megan Faye, yeah. Um, but Jennifer Coolidge is fun and she's great, and and she's got the 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 you know the evil gays are trying to kill her, and I think that that just sailed her right there to the podium again. Um, that one, I felt like that was probably the, that, that one just feels like a, a rubber stamp to me. Um, but I'm could very well be wrong. Uh, Joey. Um, I was a big fan of beef. I loved that show. I wouldn't, I wouldn't have minded seeing like young Mazzino or Joseph Lee in supporting actor, but, um, uh, I'm not begrudging any of the the winners um, there, but I think the the winner that I kind of wanted a little bit was Daniel Radcliffe, just because it's just such a stupid performance, and uh, yeah, I just think that, and I just think it's so dumb, and I just thought it would be really funny <laughs> if they would have awarded something like that. Wait, Joey, I did not pay attention to the creative arts. Did it win movie? Yes, it did. Okay, for that. Yeah. Megan. I just wanted to say that I was really happy that Jennifer Coolidge won because I I get what you're saying, but I think that it's such a she made it she was great in the first season, but in the second season she made it even more iconic. I thought like it was like a role, like a character you're going to remember. So I thought they had to give it to her. Um and so I was I was happy that she won. Yeah, I mean I'm I'm not I, I agree. I mean I'm not gonna begrudge it. I just that is so tough because no, there's what you so mean, many great like, performances. Yeah, no, and I know I'm like going back to that well again just feels a little repetitive, but it, it's it's okay. I'm not going to lose any sleep over it. Um, David, so, sort of falling in the same category with you, Clarence. But my my favorite, my two favorite scenes from White Lotus last year were where, were when Aubrey Plaza found the condom, and when they did the Antonioni um, homage. Which, uh, granted, all she had to do was walk through, but maybe I just have a big enough crush on her that it doesn't matter. But I would have liked to have seen her win. There you go. 
And uh, Ben. I, I kind of already mentioned, but Joseph Lee, I just adored him in beef and, and really would have loved that cap off. And I'll also stick with supporting actress and drama. Uh, I, Rhea Seahorn should have taken it in a walk. As far as I'm concerned, her, her black and white episode, the emotion she put through for that whole show. Um, I, and I love white Lotus and, but yeah, I, I probably would have given it to, any of the other White Lotus people over Jennifer Coolidge. Although I will agree, I did like her more in season two. I did think she she added more to her character there. But yeah, so those were two that would have, could have been changed for me. Don, you cut your hand up. Um, yeah, I would have probably given it to James Marsden over even Abon just because uh, he has season two waiting for him. But I think if anything, like what this has taught me is that like voters and, I, and people say this every year about the Oscars, Emmys, whatever, but they really aren't sentimental. But like what I was thinking was, well, it's the last season of such and such and such. So they'll give it to so-and-so, but I don't think they really think that way. I think it's like literally if they love something, they just go with it and whatever, maybe if there's politics behind it or, or whatever, they don't really care about um, anything like that. So if anything, I have learned a valuable lesson about awards predicting this season. Uh, but yeah, justice for James Marsden. Hopefully this will lead to like a, a, a more, maybe not a resurgence, but just continued appreciation. And David. Um, I just want to say that the upset of this evening, I think, may just be that Ben brought up a racy racy horn before I did. But you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, and and Better Call Saul goes down in history as one of the biggest Emmy losers in history, like with fifty three or fifty six nominations and zero wins. That's insane and wrong and wrong. But you know what are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? All right. Um, what I think, so we looking at the calendar for this year, obviously, um, <laughs> Jalal in the middle of the show last night reminded me that in six months we'll be here again voting uh, for uh, the 2024 <laughs> Emmys, which is kind of exhausting. But um, obviously the bear is most likely going to dominate comedy again, uh, particularly since Io. Okay. Io and Tabri. Ed Every, thank you, uh, moved to actress, which maybe opens up for Abby Elliott to win. I mean, if they're truly going to sweep, oh. is Abby Elliott going to beat Meryl Streep for only murders in the building? <laughs> um, I, I said, was Abby Elliott going to beat oh. Meryl Streep for only murders in the building? Or are we looking at the same winners? Right now, I mean, limited series, there's a couple more limited series that have to to premiere it looks like a little bit more of a race between true, true detective which just premiered uh sunday night fellow travelers which is doing really well in the guild circuit and is winning some awards for its performances and uh fargo um looks to be uh also a, a large player it's gotten nominated mostly for series juno temple and john ham uh, maybe lessons in chemistry as well brie larson has popped up um whether or not she deserves to is a different story but she has popped yeah. up everywhere um and I'm sure we'll come back and talk about that one in a few months. But uh, drama, is it? Is it really just going to be The Crown? The Gilded Age, Clarence. The moment of The Gilded Age has arrived. <laughs> <laughs> oh, when I got that ensemble nomination at SAG, I was like, yes. Yes. Joey, yes. 
Uh, David, you've got your hand up. Yeah, I just think it'd be interesting to see if um, how many uh, people fill up the guest actor category in comedy from the bear, because I think that's going to be very bear heavy in those two spots. But, um, you know, the interesting thing about The Crown, which is a show I only started watching this year, I, I binged through all the seasons, is um, I think if you were thinking about The Crown in terms of up until Diana dies and then skipping to the last episode, then it is really, really pretty amazing. But there's a bit of a slog in between with Will and Kate. Yeah, I agree. And Megan, it, this could be the morning show's return to glory. I would love that because I think that it had such a great last season. The most, most recent season was great. So, um, yeah, I would love to see that. I would also love to see you go on a last-minute assignment to report from outer space. I would never do that. <laughs> I would be pissing myself on camera. It'd be really bad. Ben, you've got your hand up. I'm just curious if there's how we're going to fill up the rest of this category. And I'm wondering how many British TV shows are just going to end up kind of coming out of nowhere to, to get into this category. I've already been trying to look at some and see, okay, is this a mini series or is this a series? Can this get in? You mean drama series? Yeah, for drama series. I'm trying to figure out some of these shows because with British shows, sometimes it's hard to tell if they're miniseries or uh, uh, drama series. Just try to figure out what is going to fill up the rest of the categories, let alone who's going to win at this point. I mean, I know uh, The Curse is supposed to be a drama, but that seems to be dividing people too. So I don't know if that gets in as well. I mean, I do think it gets in because there isn't a great deal left to include um yeah but there's watched, also oh, sorry. sorry i was just gonna say i watched uh i, I binged through the curse last night and i all of a sudden thought wow this is poor things is the second weirdest thing uh emma uh, what's her name yeah yeah thank you it's the second weirdest thing that she's there the Four Things is the second weirdest thing she's done this year. Apparently, I can't speak tonight, and I'm sober. There's something wrong. Sorry. <laughs> you okay? Um, Jalal, uh, Robert Downey Jr. has a TV show that's coming out. I don't out. want is to the, talk is the, about him. Okay, okay, sorry. Do but does anybody else know these It's a TV limited shows? series. It's a limited series. Okay. Uh, All right. And he's not really the lead. Okay. It's the, uh, It's like an... It's like... I, don't want to say the man's name because I'll butcher it, but he's going to be the lead. Okay. Uh, Joey, you had your hand up and you took it down. Did you lose your train of thought? <laughs> it's like you know me or something. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to say, like, we've been talking, you know, a lot of the talk about uh, this, you know, this, the, the reaction from the show is that just people, you know, there's so much great TV. Why didn't they spend the wealth more? Like I, you know, I agree with, with that. I wish it had been a little bit of a variety of winners, but it's sort of funny that like next year when they have to like sit down and fill out about, they're going to have to look for something. Yeah. <laughs> Cause there's like, no, I designed that to be uh kind of ironic and funny. So, wow. Um, yeah, I think that, where I mean, we're all kind of like panicked and wondering like what's going to happen um, and making like jokes about shows that probably still won't get in. But I think this is going to be the year of discoveries. We have 
four months left, five months left. And mm-hmm. just, we're going to have to, like, I think shows are going to pop in the next couple months and people are going to be surprised. Netflix has um, Three Body Problem, which is those white boys' names. David Benioff and D.B. Weiss. Mm-hmm. That's their new show. And the I call them that, the too. Those white boys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, that could really hit off in a big way. And we're going to see some discoveries. Um, there's a show that I don't know if we're allowed to say the name of. On starring some big names that has promise. Um, Which one? We can mention that yet. Palm Royale? We, yeah. Yeah, no, they've announced it. They've announced it as coming out in March. So, yes. They've announced it? Okay. So, yep. I think... I mean, like, this time last year, none of us had any idea that The Handmaid's Tale would be what it was. Um, I think this time last year, we'd, or this time three years ago, we didn't know Succession would be a hit. Um, or maybe that was a false show. I can't remember. Anyways, but like, I think I still have faith that this is going to be a fun year. Be yeah, on I the lookout for expats, too. Sorry, Clarence. I was just no. going to say expats with Nicole Kidman. I think it's coming out uh, the 27th of 25th of January, but I only saw one episode, but the episode that I saw was really good. So uh, limited series is actually going to be really crowded as per usual. Did you see the TIFF, Shadon? Mm-hmm. Yeah, limited yeah. series is a lot of, of opportunity, um, a lot more opportunity. And just talking about Palm Royale, I mean, um, from what I've seen so far, it, it, it's a, you know, it's this is not a review. It's a fun show. And if there isn't a a depth of field for comedy series. I think, you know, a lot of actresses are going to get nominated from that show. Uh, ben. Uh, kind of, but yeah, it does look like mini series potentially could still be overcrowded. I mean, I was just looking at, you know, we got Shogun coming out and who knows what the regime will be like with Kate Winslet. But um, yeah, I just thought that that's the one category I'm feeling good about and the other ones I'm kind of I, I have to admit part of the reason I wanted this Emmys to be done is I wanted Gold Derby to open up again so I could see predictions for the upcoming year and start trying to figure out where I'm at as well and I guess I'll close with saying I'm really surprised that HBO hasn't um, been you know on the House of Dragon showrunners and have pushed them and pushed them and pushed them to pull that in like a month because they're still saying it's going to premiere in the summer, but there's it's just wide open field for drama, and it would it would do really well. Um, but maybe they're they're finally given the Gilded Age its moment in the sun. Um, Shadon, uh, I just had a quick question before we sort of wrap up this cycle, which is being that Succession is one of my favorite shows of all time. I was curious what you guys think in terms of like the cast. Like, where do we go? Do you think that like they're gonna be big names do you think that because i feel like jeremy strong like he's headed for like oh you know character actory awards but like i'm like where does karen colkin go from here like where does sarah snook go from here what does like jesse armstrong so i'm just kind of curious like if you guys had any thoughts about that megan i saw uh an interview uh on the red carpet like i was watching on twitter and it was uh, Bill Lawrence went up to Kieran Culkin and said, hey, if you want to do a comedy, I'd love to work with you. And then Kieran Culkin, I don't know if anybody else saw this. He goes, I, I think it. I just got a job offer. So um, I see I see people like Jeremy Strong kind of retreating a little bit, but Kieran Culkin maybe doing more. Um, but I, I don't know if this is a cast that I would see as as blowing up. Even like uh, Sarah Snook or Snook. How do they say her name? Snook. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
she had a film run rabbit run that was on netflix that i thought was fun but i feel like nobody talked about it um and i don't know i i feel like kieran Culk is probably the one who's gonna do i mean i think they're all gonna have work to, but i think the one who's gonna have like maybe more high profile stuff will be kieran Culkin. are we counting mcdonald's commercials in that line of work because then we're <laughs> that wrap you're up. right get that money uh ben uh, Kieran is definitely doing a bunch of animation too. He's doing a lot of voice work there. So I think that's something he might be pursuing more of, uh, besides Scott Pilgrim, there was, there's something else. I kind of figured they would in a weird way, maybe get a little more high profile, but I, I think they might do a lot more indie work. And I think eventually, you know, kind of roundabout kind of like how John Hamm's been handling his career They'll eventually get into other TV things, you know, maybe do some mini series, maybe get another series eventually. And Jesse Armstrong, I can't imagine that guy's going to take a break for long. He'll probably have some new show or movie or something come along very soon. I think they'll all be maybe they won't be as big, quote unquote, as they were with Succession. But I think they'll all be very fine. David. God damn it, Ben. I was just going to reference John Hamm and that, and like it, this could be very much like a, a madman sort of thing where, you know, everybody's remembered for that show, but do you really name a lot of signature parts that people who are on that show got after that? And I don't think you do, but you probably will be saying that now, um, you know, now that with, uh, with Fargo. So it may be, it, it may be what happens is nothing happens really quick, but you know, three, four, five years down the road, uh, Sarah Snook, I didn't know it was pronounced that way. I'll start doing it right. Uh, we'll, you know, uh, blow up in something else. But I don't I don't see the springboard. It, maybe it's the specificity of the show. I, I just don't know. But I would, if I were going to bet on somebody, I would bet on Culkin. Well, Miss Snook is about to win a Tony or the British version of that. So she's a little busy. The British, British version of what? Uh, the British version of a Tony. Oh, oh yeah, okay. For the, nope. Isn't she doing, Joey, what is it? Is she doing all 42 characters of the pictures of Dorian Gray? Uh, yeah, I think that's what, like, I, God, I forgot all about that. Um, yeah, she's, um, what is the, uh, that opens in, it's a limited run, but it opens in February. February. Um, but, like, <laughs> Yeah, she's uh I need to update their website. It says Golden Globe on her say anyway. Um uh yeah, that's that's super exciting. What is what is the why am I blanking on what it is? It's like an Obi. No, that's like a Canadian. No, it's gray, the Olivier. Right? Olivier, thank you. Olivier, Jesus Christ. Obi, what the fuck, Joey? Um I'll uh I was Jalal was actually um uh, messaged me a good point that like uh Bad Sisters, which I think did pretty well so i think surprisingly well with season one like sharon horgan i love that show so much i know we have some fans of that show here on the site um i i'm not sure i think it filmed in the summer of 2023 because it wasn't affected by the writer strike but i don't know it went into production in september so maybe that comes back in time Remember? Uh, they haven't announced anything that I can no. see, but uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, ben? 
Oh, I was also going to say uh, Matthew McFadden will have plenty of work because he was always doing British TV shows and other things over there, too. And Brian Cox always has his McDonald commercials. So that, that's another thing that I think they'll be safe with. All right. Very good. So uh, let's wrap on Emmy 2023, even though it's 2024. And uh, let's go around the cooler and tell the listeners one thing you're most looking forward to in the upcoming week. And uh, Megan, we'll start with you. Ah, um, I'm wa- uh, watching 1,000 Pound Sisters. <laughs> <laughs> David. Uh, the Close of Fargo. Can't wait. Joey. Um, I had something and I forgot. Um, fuck. Uh, uh, pass. <laughs> Shadon. Um, well, Oscar nominations, number one. And one thing we didn't mention, it's coming out on the 31st, so I'm cheating. But I'm so excited for Feud, Capote versus Swans. I don't know if it's going to be good, but it seems exactly like the kind of show that was made for me to enjoy. So I'm very excited. And on the book front, I have to shout out Angie Kim, an author that I love that no one talks about. But Miracle Creek and Happiness Falls are both very good. So I'm going to have a full slate of books and TV and movies, and I'm very excited. Shalom? Um, Two things. I am looking forward to finding time to finish reading this memoir that I'm reading called uh, All Down Darkness Wide by Sean Hewitt, which is a um, queer memoir about a man and his... um, looking back at his past relationships and like this tumultuous relationship he had with someone who was um, severely depressed. Um, and it's really, so far it's really beautifully written. I think Joey, I think you'd really like it. Yeah. Um, ping me the title again. Uh, well, I'll text it to you, but it's yeah. all down darkness wide by Sean Hewitt. Yeah. And um, I am also excited for something that I think is up Megan's alley, which is three more episodes of the traitors, baby. Um, I have never watched it. Do I need to watch this? I want to start uh, watching because of all the reactions. Oh, so good. And okay. it's like, like it's like this season. All the contestants are from past reality shows. It's not like a mixture like last season. And like, it's like the all stars of all stars. Like Harvey from Survivor is there. Sandra from Survivor is there. Peppermint from Drag Race is there. Janelle from Big Brother is there. Dan from Big Brother is there. And they are kicking ass and taking names and fighting with politicians. And it's so good. It's the best show of 2024. Wow. Okay. I do need to watch this. Ben. Well, David, you, you said how I've stolen your John Hamm and Rhea Seahorn. Well, you stole Fargo from me. So, you know, we're not totally out of balance. So um, I'll go with uh, an anime that's going on right now that I really like. Uh, the Dangers in My Heart will have a new episode on Sunday. So, Joey, did you come back to something? Sure. Um, there's uh, two horror movies that I want to see. They're, first of all, they're showing, um, they're showing Scream at my local theater, so I will not turn down to go see that on the big screen. Um, and then there's something I've never heard of called Founder's Day, um so it looks like a horror movie um like satirical political slasher and i really loved i thought thanksgiving was a grand old time i caught that for the end of the year um so i'm gonna watch that and i'm trying to finish um elliot page's memoir page boy which i was really i i don't know why i didn't have evidence to be like i'm not sure what 
his writing is going to be like, but I'm just really taken aback with how much he is um, expressing about his life. And I think it's a really good book so far. All right. And uh, since Shadon took mine, because I have screeners for uh, Feud, uh, Capote versus the Swans, I'm going to say, I think I'm finally going to go out and just see a fun movie this weekend. It's been a while since I've seen something fun. So um, I'm going to go see Mean Girls. So we'll see how that goes. Oh, you like that? <laughs> uh, all right. So does that cover it? Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> so let's get the hell out of here so we are team ADT thanking you for joining us asking you to remember to rate us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you find us and don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel at Awards Daily and wishing you a very pleasant tomorrow and happy Emmy 2024 <laughs>